Talk Radio.
sun hits my face, I can feel the energy flow. I'm alive and back alone, it's a reason to rejoice. So, I thank you for the sunshine, even thank you for the rain. I even thank you for the beauty the sun brings after the rain. Hey, hey, sun. Help but smile, and it makes me feel so good. So grab a friend or who's ever around, and together you'll greet the beautiful shining sun and say hello. Press 1 to join again at 
1-800-610-4375. Press 1 to join. And, of course, if you're tuning in live on Facebook, why don't you do us a favor and go ahead and like, love, and share this live. We have a closing or conclusion of the month talking about men and up, hmm, uplifting, <laughs> uplifting men. Wow. Um, you can email us at hst at ttlomedia.net uh, to email us any questions, concerns, or if you want us to touch on any topics. Again, that's hst at ttlomedia.net. And, of course, you can follow us on all social media platforms at Healthy Soul Talk. Yes, all one word. Again, welcome. you tuning in live to the Healthy Soul Talk show with your girl, your favorite therapist, Dr. Kimberly Thomas, come on in here. Um, how, how are you all doing? My, my, my favorite producer. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm doing well. How about you? I'm all right. It was the, it's the first week of summer camp. <laughs> Tell the Lord, thank you. <laughs> what you trying to say? It's been a make good it, week. It's always you trying to make it sound like my little buddy is a problem or something. No, I didn't say that. I just said but it was the real thankful. first. Your yes. thankfulness, your thankfulness is coming off as a little bit of um, uh, relief. You, you just don't understand. You sound more like relief than thankfulness. You just don't. As I think there's a, <laughs> there's a stark difference between relief and thankfulness. <laughs> I had to confirm a few times. What what time do you open? Uh huh. Huh. Uh-huh. That's fine. I'll be here right after that, right? <laughs> 701, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Indeed. Lord. Yes, I'm, I'm excited. Mm. I'm, I'm excited. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. yeah. That's good. You, 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 uh, you all have any traveling and all that good stuff planned? Um. But it's amazing. Not not immediately. We mm-hmm. did have we we looking to do something though. We we <laughs> actually I forgot we were supposed to be gone this week. Mm-hmm. Weren't we weren't supposed to leave the week of the concert after the concert. <laughs> oh, we are. I don't know if your mic is on or not. Which oh, what? She's probably two. Number two. Yeah. Let's, you ready? Oh. <laughs> okay. She's not ready. Go ahead. Because you're not talking. Let me we just say, the concert tell. was amazing. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, it was. Who? Who said? Jalen? He says thank you, too? Right. What? Remember, he was like, Dana is TCLO and we the rest. Oh, yeah. That was the joke at Taco Tuesday, was that it was there was Dana and and TCLO. He did us like uh, what's it? uh I'm Eddie Kane. The Fat Right, I'm I'm Eddie. Right, I'm Eddie Kane. And these, no, what's my man's name? I'm uh, no, from what's that? Temptations. Temptations. What's, what's the lead singer's name? Not Eddie Kendrick. Oh, I'm David Russell. Oh and wow. And these are the Temptations. That is That's funny. <laughs> Although I didn't do that. <laughs> the way you make pe- people feel. Uh, so I, I, it's not intentional. It's not my doing. Perception. It's not my doing. Yeah, perception is everything, but it's not my doing. Y'all are funny. Y'all it's definitely not my doing. But no, but yeah, thank you, thank you. Did you have a good time? I did. Did you meet some people at the vendors? Did some people come and ask you what the heck was Healthy Soul Talk and all that kind of stuff? Or? Yeah, about that. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah. All my stuff kept blowing away. Yeah. So I can't, I can't, I can't put it up. I was like, where the stuff at? And I was like. <laughs> yeah, that wind was. Uh... That everything. Yeah, I was like, it, it, it literally, because for me, I think I, so that was my first time, right? Oh, really? So, yes. Oh, okay. That was the first. And so everything was like, so, so, you know, we have, um. It's called soul affirmations, right? That's the trademark that we have, and mm-hmm. we have this definition uh, that we created. And so, every it's picture, picture frame, um, you know, a diffuser, small bottle, and so, <laughs> so everything was blowing over. And oh I no! Like, oh no! I need that diffuser stuff for my oh, diffuser. You, you got, you got, <laughs> yes. On the way. Why you just didn't hit us with the Lene? My name is Lene. <laughs> like you could open up your car doors or something. <laughs> Back to the drawing board we went. You know what you, you know what you should get? Get Get you a yeah that too, but get you a a a wooden stand box that opens up that has little oh, shells in it and you can yeah. lock it. It's like a case. Yes. And it's okay. like you open it up and boom and it's there wooden. It is. So it ain't going nowhere. Got it. Okay. Next time. Yes. So so we we, we should be ready for August. How about August seventh? Yes, we're oh. going through here. Okay. Outside, That's when this vendor fair is. Inside or outside. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So so that we went back to the drawing board like, okay, uh yeah. <laughs> it was a little windy, so we, we would definitely be ready next time. You was, in a, you was in a good spot though. You was you was where all the traffic was because you was like almost first in that. Right, line and then a couple people until the, until the late people showed up. Mm. Right. Well, which one we call it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Snow <laughs> the snow cone man showed up and that was yeah, he was man. He was busy. Yeah, he he came man, in. There. I didn't even get one. I was like, where are you? I got one. I saw you right. You had one. Taylor, I mean, Taylor go shopping everywhere. I think Dr. Thompson she had. Didn't I think Dr. Thompson. I think Dr. Thompson mm-hmm. had a few snowballs. Yeah, <laughs> every, I think I had. Six. Every time I, I, I saw six cups. I, every time I saw them, they had a cup. Oh my god! <laughs> and it was full of ice every time. Every time I saw them. Sorry, and, kid. And so I asked dude. I was like, "Is you you got some in your snowballs?" And I thought he had something on the. You know, on the side. <laughs> he has some good flavors though. Mango, Man, strawberries. The, I should have asked him for some snow and I could have went to the mm, trunk. See, see, see. <laughs> the Bible says as often mm, as ye do mm, this. Mm, this I is not communion. I just said go to what? the trunk. Oh, okay. I'm You're, I heard me. Okay, <laughs> I said Uh-oh. go to the trunk. Uh-oh. I heard me. I heard me. <laughs> but yeah, everything, everything was beautiful. Well, we're glad uh, you had a good time. I, I, um, all the artists, right, were amazing. And um, and my little homie got a little taller. I didn't know who she was at first. She got a little taller. Yeah, she almost a big girl. I yeah. saw her. I said, oh, little homie. I, I, she was like, hey. I'm going to send it to you all. Um, huh? So she, she was what, outside what? playing with her friends. Long, and um, the neighbors have a trampoline in their yard. Oh, sorry, we have a feedback. Uh, you like this one. And oh, go ahead. She was outside playing mm-hmm. on the trampoline. I just happened to go check on my garden. Oh, Lord. And they out there fighting on the trampoline. Fighting who? Each other. Who Your daughter and who? Her little friend. Girl or boy? Girl. Oh, okay. Did she did she handle them? Uh, so <laughs> That's what that's what we that's what we really want to know. So so you, you know your kid oh, when you when your kid is serious. So so I just saw her her grabbing her shoulders. My daughter was grabbing her shoulders and like shaking her. And the girl's like, Stop fighting me. And oh, I'm so, like, so your daughter's a bully. No, huh? <laughs> so 
all, hmm. I'm like, girl, they on the trampoline and there's no net around it. Oh, oh. That's so it's just an open trampoline. It's open. So oh, it's professional. Like, well, I, and you know it's not level, so they just bouncing up and down. She may be your kindred um, spirit. I like her already. <laughs> yeah. So, so my daughter Does started crying. I said, get over here, because you know I'm not we might jumping keep no now. gate. Mm-hmm. We'll keep it for a couple of days. Yes. <laughs> Guess what they was fighting though? What's that? A teddy bear. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Whose teddy bear was it? My daughter gave the neighbor the teddy bear. Uh-huh. And so the net, this was the day before. So uh-huh. now they're outside. The teddy bear is outside. And my uh-huh. daughter's like, hey, can I see it? Uh-huh. Right? Because you know they share toys. Like they always share. And the oh. girl was like, no. Mm. She grabbed it. Oh. Mm. And there was no more words after that. Mm. The girl was like, she just, she just started pulling my hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, think I, like I, I think we can take her for a day or two. Because yeah. we want to make sure. We want to send her back up with, her, with, with proper hands. And, uh, she started grabbing my skin. <laughs> Oh, the girl. Okay. Oh, the skin. The girl was saying she grabbed my hair. Mm-hmm. She grabbed my arm, the skin. The skin. And so I had to get a little aggressive with her, right? That's what the girl is saying. Who's older? That was the same age. Oh, same okay. Age. And so, um, you know, so the girl is still talking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like telling my daughter to come back over here, right? We're in the backyard, separate yard. And so the girl was like, I don't know why she's crying. She's the one that was fighting me. I'm like, girl, you need to wait till she get out of your yard. Because if she come back, right, for you, I'm not jumping any fences, right? And, you know, you get what you get. But I'm trying to help you out. What trying to get of, out of your yard. What kind like of parenting is this? But go ahead. I'm listening. Well, you talking crazy. So just let me coerce her mm. back on over here and hush you. your mouth. Oh, okay. Hush your mouth. She got a little, she got a little inside out angry. Her character is angry. <laughs> she, she got some TTLO family in her. <laughs> She got a little detail of blood in her. Oh, <laughs> my appreciate that. So off the summer camp, you go every day. What? Right. So. <laughs> so Boy, she over catch these hands. Right? We just want to make sure. Yeah, you, you, you can send out the We'll make sure she knows how to properly lay hands, mm. both spiritually and physically. <laughs> she's going to be healing and she's going to be healing the people. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, here we go. Here we go. So, yeah, that's, that was the launch. You know, of the week. Uh, yeah, so she needs to, she needs anger management, I guess. No. But stop giving, you know, I don't know, kids just give away their stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I told her, you know, don't do that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, get your toys, bring your toys home. No, no, you can keep it for a day. Don't do that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we talked about that as well. If you don't want, you know, just because somebody asks for it doesn't mean you, you know, Right. Say here you go. You yes. Keep your stuff. Because <laughs> I, I just happened to walk out. Right. It wasn't. You know. I wasn't planning on being out there. But mm-hmm. the, the, her dad should have been out there since they, they were in her yard. But mm. yeah, here we go. All right. Uh, all right, y'all. Welcome. Come on in. Uh, let's get started here. Jumping into the uh, uh, spiritual connect point. You mm. know, we start the top of the show with the reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought about this question. Um, and, and for me, again, it's, it's the thought provoking part of it mm-hmm. where, um, you know, when I asked myself this question, I, I did, I asked myself, 
Mm-hmm. What does this mean? And do I do it? Mm. Um, and I must admit that sometimes I struggle with the meaning of that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and so, uh, you know, this is coming straight to you because uh, there's just sometimes in life mm-hmm. where, where even with the song, the question, you know, kind of sparked for me from a song, you know, what was the true meaning of that? Okay. Meaning how you act. What right. Did, what did you find? Did you search? Did no. You really searching? Oh, you did not. Oh. No, and that's only because this is one of the ones where if I think about, you know, all my teachings, mm-hmm. right, what does it mean to um, trust in God, you know, turn it over to him, right? But but initially when I think about that phrase, because we say it a lot, mm-hmm. right, um, for me that was in the moment, mm. right? It's one of those in the moment mm-hmm. things that, that – was put out there, mm-hmm. right? Not necessarily, you know, a process coming there after your process coming after. It's, it's in the moment when when you're feeling really down, right? You even to the point where you're really nervous about something, or you're really upset, right? I think that's there's a spectrum of emotions mm-hmm. where where um, you get to a breaking point, mm. and you don't have an answer at that moment. Even like, how do I how do I even get through the next minute. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, I get stuck and I feel like I linger mm-hmm. sometimes and stuff because I don't exactly know what to do and think at the moment. Right. When I communicate with God, does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's like, and sometimes I get frustrated with that. Cause sometimes I honestly think, um, I go too long. Right. Without what am I really trying to say to God or how do I need to hear God? Sometimes my emotions linger too long. OK. Right. And, and that's when, you know, stuff is really happening where, you know, we all go through things that really like stifles us. Right. Mm-hmm. At some point. And that's where I feel like, you know, it could be something that totally throws me off or something that I have um, gone through. Right. Like as an outcome of something. Mm hmm. But it's at that moment where I can feel these emotions and those emotions linger. But I know I should be tuning into God, but it's like, oh, how do I snap out of mm-hmm. right that? So the spiritual spiritual connect point question is, what does it mean to just stand? Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I kind of put that phrase there from the song, when you've done all you can, just stand. And I thought about the words, you know, that can that come with that song. Okay. Right? When you prayed and cried, cried and prayed, when you, you know, just don't don't know. For me, it, it's more of in the moment, right? Um, so so I just I don't know. I just wanted to hear more context to especially when people tell you that. Just be still. Right. Right? Just be still. Just be still. Just let God. And it's like, okay, I hear I hear that, mm-hmm. but what am I supposed to do with myself? Mm. You know what I'm saying? What what am I what am I supposed to do with myself as I allow God into right this space where I'm desperate, mm-hmm. right? right? I'm emotionally overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm mentally overwhelmed, mm-hmm. right? I'm at this crossroad mm-hmm. and I'm frustrated, right? So yeah, that's where I was with that. Like, what 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 does that really mean when you say? Just stand. Like, I, that's where I was. I wanted to be in the moment. Okay. Right? Yeah, so take it away from me. 
I um I saw this and of course I thought about the song too as soon as um because mm-hmm. um, I didn't look at the uh Latanya reads you all's messages I'm, okay I, you know I wasn't on Facebook so I wasn't in y'all in the group chat anymore but so I'm back on Facebook but I still don't listen yeah, on yeah, messages. yeah. so when she sent it to me I was like oh the song that's the first thing that came to mind the song the song <laughs> so I went and listened to the song a couple times because I forgot that that used to be one of my like favorite Donnie as well it is still one of my favorite mm-hmm. Donnie McClurkin mm-hmm. songs but it used to be one of my favorite just gospel songs period yeah um that was the one that he did with um, um the Wyman's brother uh, the 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 pastor uh, yes. Marvin Marvin Winans. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I instantly went to the Bible. Okay. Uh, and and it's a familiar passage. Um, turn with me, if you will. Uh-huh. Uh huh. To the book of Ephesians. Ephesians. Uh huh. Ephesians chapter six. I'm gonna write this down. Yeah. This time. yeah Ephesians. Uh huh. Uh huh. Ten and thirteen. Uh, I believe it's the tenth, tenth verse. Yeah. Okay. Ephesians six ten and starting at the tenth verse, and I'll read the King James, and then I'll, I'll back that up. A few okay. Minutes. It simply says, "Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God, that ye ye may be able to withstand in the Mm. evil day, Mm. having done all to stand. Wow. Okay. Uh, So I I read that and uh, I said, wow, Um, that, that kind of fits the, the, uh, if 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 we're talking about the same thing, uh, it, then it goes on to talk about standing, uh, have your you know how to stand, stand, have your loins girt, girt about you with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with preparation of the gospel and peace, taking by the shield of faith, mm-hmm. where ye, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of wickedness, take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Uh, all of these things, all these things are part of the standing process. So your question, what do you do? Yes. Uh, There is a, 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 we have an issue when it comes to standing still. Those of us who are busy have an issue (laughs) with standing still. I'm I'm speaking from, from, from experience, so I'm not throwing no shade at nobody. But those of us who are. Come on and throw it. No, no, no. Because those those of us who are, um, who are, um, busy all the time we it's a hard for us to stand still because we always feel like if we're moving we're accomplishing if we're mm-hmm. if we're busy then we're we're productive and busy doesn't always mean productive that is true uh and i'm sure you've learned that as well that busy so doesn't always mean productive so what happens is uh you get to a part in your life where you say okay i'm here at this crossroads let's just say that i'm at this crossroads and what do i do when i get to the crossroad do i just go not knowing which way or do i stand here and wait until i'm directed mm. and and then the question is you you ask your you ask you ask the question that i'm going to ask back how long do you stand before you move how long do you stand do what type of patience do you have Okay. to wait on God to direct you, or how soon will you fall into your own devices and move on your own? So so I've gotten a little bit better. Okay. Meaning I, I now take time mm-hmm. 
to deal with self, right? So, so for instance, I, I, you know, I'm a therapist. Yes. So, so I give out a lot. (laughs) So, so I reached a point in my life where I said, okay, listen, you you can't keep instilling in people to Mm -hmm. assess if this is the appropriate time to deal with what you're going through. Like Mm -hmm. at that moment, there'll be times where you have to assess this is not the time or place because you have too much going on. You're not in a good space. Mm -hmm. So, so literally when I say that, I mean, I've learned to stop. Right. I've learned to just sit, you know, and I say sit down, I mean, do nothing. Don't don't make myself busy trying to get past it or, you know, um, um, uh, push it under the rug. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten better at not trying to fix it or address it at that particular moment, knowing I'm not in a good space. Mm-hmm. Right. And so therein, you know, I've gotten better with that. So so it used to be I didn't. Right. It okay. used to be like I try to work through it. It used to be like, you know, uh, uh, I was not given the time that I needed to give to God. Right. To reveal to me. Right. To replenish, to restore me. I did not do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and here I am like, OK, <laughs> so when are you going to give the time? Right. Okay. Because the time that you say you had. Right. It's still doing other stuff. It's still doing ministry. It's still pouring out to other people. So I couldn't substitute. There was no substitute just because you're at service. Mm-hmm. Right. Does not mean, you know, you're fully there if you are doing ministry on a Sunday. Correct. Does that make sense? So I've learned to to say there has to be a designated time where I tap into the spirit. Right. Where I, I allow this time with God to address that stuff with. Okay. Right? So, mm-hmm. and I feel like now I'm still at this place where I need to be more strategic. Okay. Right. So, so, cause life gets harder, right. As you try to, to me, do the will of God mm-hmm. is in, yeah, it gets harder. So, so people disappoint you people, people, I believe in spiritual warfare Right. So so people come at you in ways that you never thought, you know, you think you're OK. Sometimes if somebody come in, do a say something, to just totally knock you off your square. The Bible on that part of that verse where it says, and having done all to stand. Mm-hmm. Here's the you have a couple of different translations that kind of make all this may help. One, the English Standard Version says, and having done all, stand firm. Mm-hmm. The NLT says, then after the battle, you will be standing firm. The Amplified Bible says to stand firm in your place, fully prepared, immovable, and victorious. And then, of course, the Message Bible says so that when it's all over but the shouting, mm-hmm. you will still be on your feet. So when, when the thing that came out for me in any of my studies of the Bible, especially when you had me look this up, was that there is never a, um, there is never a time where God tells us to stop standing. There is no, right, there, there's never a time where God says uh, fight or flight. Human okay. nature, <laughs> human nature is yes. fight or flight. Yes. yes. God, never, God never says that. Even when you go through the descriptions of everything that he said, put on the whole arm of God, mm-hmm. breastplate, you know, all this kind of stuff. Uh, the thing that God never gave us, and you notice in that, in that description, which is amazing to me, he never gives us anything to cover our backs. Mm. Because he never intends for us to turn our back and run and hide. Huh. It's either fight or stand still. 
it's never flight. It's never turn around. So God doesn't give us an out, right? Right. He, he, right. Now, 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 he never says there's a time to run and hide, right? He did. Now, 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 what that simply means is, um, it, that means that what it doesn't mean is after you've given your best, you sit down and you give up. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we feel like, okay, I've done everything. Now I'm going to sit back and let God do it. No, you stand in it. <laughs> See, you, you, yeah. you, you have to stand in it because God will use, uh, 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 I heard a preacher say this one time, he takes the strength out of defeat. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so in, in, mm-hmm. in, in, Exodus, in Exodus, he said this to them. He said, don't be afraid. This is what Moses said to the people. Don't be afraid. Stand firm and watch God do his work of salvation for you today or stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. So the Israelites had done all they could. They had marched as far as they could. Yeah. Now, some wanted to turn around and go back, mm-hmm. which would have been a problem. Right. But Moses right. said, no, we're not going to run. We're not going to hide, nor are we going to fight. We're going to stand still and let God work. Yes. So yes. a lot of times we have to recognize that we're not going to be by ourselves, because God is going to always be with us in those times, even when we don't see him. I, I preached a yeah. sermon last yeah. year called learn, uh, you have to learn to trust him when you can't even trace him. Right. And, right. and, and so, you know, then the question, is, the question that we need to start to ask ourselves is how do we stand? I like that question. How do we stand? I like that. Right. How do we stand? Because there, there is a, there is, there, there is some difficulty in, in standing uh, it's kind of like there's this, the trust fact. You ever been to one of those retreats? And you, they, you've probably seen it, where they have you um, uh, 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 stand up and blindfolded and fall backwards. Yes. And you, and, and be, and <laughs> you have to what? trust the person. Yeah, yeah, trust the group. Yeah. Right. You either trust the group or they have you do it with the person. Now they don't really right. do it with just one person because people cannot can drop you. But you have to trust the group. And sometimes they have you stand on a platform mm-hmm. and fall back. So you have to trust. So in this case, if we are willing to, to take that leap of faith on humans who are flawed, mm. then why, yeah. wouldn't we not, why yeah. would we not stand still for a God who is not flawed, who right. does not lose battles, right. who has never been defeated? Right? Yes. So, so, yes. so th- then what we have to learn to do is not to, uh, as, as, we mature, as we mature, we have to learn to not... Uh, attack immediately either. Correct. Right. You know, because it's, it's, easy, it's, easy, it's easy to want to get back, right? Yes. It's yes. easy to want yes. to get back. It's easy yes. to want uh, uh, to be able to say, um, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I got this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show them better mm-hmm. than I can tell them. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say that. Uh, the, the, the hard part to do is to stand still and trust God. To work it out. Because I want to do them. I want to get them back myself, God. But yes. the Bible says vengeance is mine. Yes. Yeah. And, and that, that's where I've grown at. Mm. Like, I've grown in that area. I, you know, and, and so now it's like the more you do for Christ, mm-hmm. the more is revealed to you as well. Right? Because you, you have to discern who's with you, right? Who's not with you, right? Who's working against you. Mm-hmm. You know, and so for me, it's just like I I had to, and I'm still learning to ignore that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To to not even address it and trust God. Right. That that doesn't matter. Yeah. That won't make or break you. Right. That that has nothing to do with where God is 
sending you. Mm-hmm. So don't get stuck. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't compare. Right. Don't don't you know, and some things are subtle. Right. Not yes. everything is aggressive. And, yes. it's just, you know, it, it's some things are subtle. And so that's kind of where I am. with like, OK, you know, to just stand means trusting God in a, in a deeper way. Yep. Right. Yep. As, as you do his will, as you grow. Right. And you try to stay focused and stay humble. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's a lot. Right. And so so I just put that question out there because it's like, OK, you know, sometimes you have to change how you stand. Standing is is difficult, especially when you don't feel like moving. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> standing is difficult when you don't feel like moving. Standing is is um it stretches you yeah. in ways that you normally aren't prepared for or that you can't imagine. Yeah. Right? I agree. Standing I agree. Standing gets uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then standing is misunderstood by people who are around you because they can't understand how, why would you just stand there? Yeah. Why wouldn't you go back? Didn't you hear what he said about you? Or why aren't you doing this? Right. Right. People have their desires or how they see. Exactly. Because it's easy for, it's easy for people on the other side Mm -hmm. to tell you about what you aren't doing or, or, or what, if it were me, I would be doing this. Mm-hmm. If it was my, if that was my business, I would do this. If that was my show, I would do this. If I was this, I, you know, all those things. Right. Yeah. Right. But if you, but if you're, if you're trusting God, you, you wait until his voice directs you. Yes. So yeah, that, yes. that's the, you know, at, at, uh, at the end of the day, um, standing is, is, is precisely what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even in it's, and it's on even being uncomfortable, it's it's a necessary it's a yeah. necessary skill that we all need to learn mm-hmm. and master. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yes, ma'am. There we go. Yes, ma'am. That was <laughs> your spiritual connect point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Good, good evening, Malia. How are you? Uh, those of you who are tuning in live, thank you for joining us. You listening to the Healthy Soul Talk show with your girl, your favorite therapist, Dr. Thomas. And we just got through with our spiritual connect point here. And so this month, right, we've been talking about um, men, right? Because June is typically mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> men's health month. And so the first few weeks of June, we were diving more into the emotional and mental uh, needs of a man. And so we wanted to conclude this month with talking about in general, right? Some things that men should be aware of and also just have a dialogue about best practices or best ways <laughs> to support the man in your life, right? On their journey to uh, better health or maintain it, right? What they do, what they do. And so um, I just kind of pull here some information about, um, you know, what the focus is for some clinics and some hospitals and some clinicians um, throughout this month. And so that's what I wanted to dive into. You know, as I share this, I always like to talk about like, okay, the what ifs, right? How do you, how do you support? How do you motivate, right? That those men or that man in your life um, that they are encouraged to focus on their health and live healthier uh, lifestyles. And so I wanted to kick it off here. And of course, you know, Dr. King is here. Oh, Lord. (laughs) This ain't the did you know, is it? It's not that. No, this not the did you I see I was moving along. Oh. Hold on now. I'm sorry. 
Hold on, y'all, because uh, I did skip right on past that. <laughs> First, let's back it up a little bit. Did you know? Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, the people like the did you know. <laughs> here we go. Did you know? This is just a fun fact, y'all, that we, we do here. Uh, the average person has over 1,460 dreams a year. Wow. The average person has 1,460 dreams a year. Now, here's the, the, some, some con, context to this. It says the length of a dream can vary. They may last for a few seconds or approximately 20 to 30 minutes. People are more likely to remember the dream if they are awakened during the REM phase. The average person has three to five dreams per night, and some may have up to seven. However, most dreams are immediately or quickly forgotten. Hmm. Dreams tend to last longer as the night progresses. During a full eight-hour night sleep, Hmm. most dreams occur in a typical two hours of REM REM sleep. Hmm. So, are you, you feel like you have? I, multiple dreams. I used to have. I say three to five dreams per night. I don't yeah. know what that actually means in terms of. Yeah, I don't either. You lost me on that one. Is it a story? Then it says, "Okay, next." Yeah, I I I used to be a an avid dreamer. Okay. Um, and I said this. I actually mentioned this in the pulpit about a year or so ago. That I don't dream like I used to, and I don't know if that's a good or. I felt like I think that was a bad thing because I used oh. I used to have very vivid dreams and now they are few and far between i wonder mm. i'm like are you a light sleeper um do you feel like you go into the deep sleep or the REM sleep i i have been known to go into the REM. is the, is the REM sleep the deep sleep no it's different so REM, your brain still is you know active mm-hmm. but the deep sleep you like par- paralyzed i've been into i've, I've been in both Okay. And I feel like I'm always on the edge mm-hmm. of dreaming and then it's either interrupted or my my dreams are almost like my thoughts meaning very confusing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's like, you know, like I could be dreaming that I'm sitting at the table eating um, you know, the best meal ever. Uh-huh. But then right outside is World War 3 and all of a sudden my my dinner plate has turned into a map strategy session. <laughs> So Wait it's like, what minute. did happen? Yeah. So it, whereas it used to be all these things would play out yeah. one thing at a time, whereas yeah. now everything is jumbled together. So I don't know what that is. That's a whole nother therapist conversation. <laughs> that's, a lot, that's, a, that's a lot of time on the couch. <laughs> you need some interpretation. I guess. Right. I need an interpreter. Where's David? Right. Somebody go get David. Oh, my goodness. Right. Call David. Right. I, you know, I think about kids. Okay, that's what you dream about? No, heck no. Oh, oh, oh. When oh. they leave it. Oh. <laughs> you know what? My daughter, my youngest one, dreams a lot. And she shares her dreams. And I just be like, what? Wow. <laughs> what bug? Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but you kids, you have to pay attention, though, <laughs> to make sure you know. Wow. So we have that many. The average person, fourteen hundred and one thousand four hundred and sixty dreams a year. Average is three to five dreams per night. Per night, some wow. have up to seven. Interesting. 
right? Some have a. I've, I've, I've had it back in the day. I used to have. I could easily. I could have two or three. In the huh, okay. Yeah, okay. Back in the day. Yeah, All right. Before life got crazy. <laughs> so you you need to to make sure you're you're sleeping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, sleeping, sleeping. Do oh. you have a uh, you have an Apple Watch? No, I don't do the Apple. You know, I don't. Fit, I'm not an Apple. I don't have Apple nothing. Fitbit. You had a Fitbit? No. Okay. Some devices track your your sleep patterns. Do they really? Yep. And so you know, I invested in a Fitbit for my fitness journey. Mm-hmm. And so I slept with it on my you know wrist a couple of nights to. Um, you know, track my sleeping. And so mm-hmm. that's how I know, you know, got into the rim versus deep versus, um, you know, surface sleeping. And so, um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. It also measures how much oxygen oh. is going through, you know, your body to your okay. brain. Um, so okay. it kind of tells you how, how long you were awake, mm-hmm. right? How long your deep sleep was, your REM sleep was, your light sleep was. So it's pretty neat. I mean, obviously, it's not like this accurate tool as if you did a sleep study. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty. It, it really tells you um, how much rest you're getting. And I promise you, like that device, doing that those few nights mm-hmm. make me more attentive to making sure I slept well. So there, I feel a difference. Right? Really? So yeah, see, I, I, I have not. Yeah, I go through these periods like the other day I was telling I was talking to Tanya. I said I literally woke up every forty-five minutes. Mm. Yeah, I like and would be in a deep sleep and just wake up and be woke, be woke hard for twenty, sleep oh, okay. again and wake up forty-five minutes later every time without fail. Okay, wow. yeah, I don't, I don't okay. know what that was. Yeah. Okay. Whole lot going on over there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, it's just an awareness, right? So it's like okay, could be your normal, right? Right. Um, or you know something you want to do different, right? Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? <laughs> all right, here we go, y'all. Let's get into these things to know about men's health, Uh-oh, all right, for the right. Men's Health Month. And so I'm just going to throw some things out there, and then, you know, Dr. King going to come on up in here. He is? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. It says here, a focus for the month uh, is men are less likely to seek health care than women. Mm. And it was a survey done in Cleveland um, where they found that uh, 40% of men go to the doctor only when they have a serious health issue and never go for routine checkups. Men also tend to exhibit a fear of diagnosis, and about 21% of men admit to avoiding a doctor because they're too nervous to find out what might be wrong. Mm. Would you would you say that's accurate? Um, I don't know how I feel about that. What was it? Okay, I, I, they I, found that for what you know, when it comes to t- statistics, you know, you are looking at who they surveyed, right? Mm-hmm. But they found like forty percent of the people they surveyed, um, men go to the doctor only when they have a serious health issue and never go for routine checkups, right? And men also tend to uh, exhibit a fear of diagnosis. And of that, 21% of men admitted avoiding uh, going to the doctor because they were too nervous to find out what might be wrong. Okay. I, I, I can believe that older, older men might refrain from running to the doctor out of fear of what might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I think men, period, avoid the doctor. Yes. Altogether. Yeah. 
I think I am, I'm not saying nothing special, but I think I'm in a rare group of people um, who believe in going to the doctor. Even, you mean for the routine checkups? Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I know as of, we get older, we have annual checkups. Yeah, but, yeah, and I don't think a lot of men do that. Right. Um, and so I think there is a natural fear. Uh, and then there's, there is a, um, there's an ego thing there. Mm. I, I don't need the doctor. Right. Huh. I think we okay. could avoid a lot of things if we would just go to the doctor. Now, you know, not not being a hypochondriac, but right. You right. know, right. when there's an ailment and it's lasting, you know, a lot of times I believe a lot of men carry ailments longer than they probably need to because we won't go to the doctor. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know, you sprain an ankle. We put it up on ice and call it a day. <laughs> You know, but when a professional athlete sprains an ankle, he right gets looked at by doctors and everything right, else. Right, right. You know, we play, <clears throat> we playing basketball on the court. We sprain an ankle. We just put ice on it. Yeah. Nobody's checking anything out. And I, I get it. Medi- Medi- Medicare, medical care is expensive. But for those who are insured, if, if I'm playing basketball and I sprain my ankle, I'm going to the doctor. Because I want to make sure yeah. I didn't tear a, a ligament that, you know, when I get to be 55 or 60 years old, now I'm walking funny mm-hmm. because I never got mm-hmm. something that could have been fixed early on. I never got it fixed. I also find like, um, as a woman, mm-hmm. you have to be okay with making appointments, um, doing research, okay. you know, and I say that because, um, not only do I work with, you know, couples and even mothers who are looking for services for, for their son, um, they're calling around, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're using, you know, you know how you call your insurance company, get a listing, right, of providers, right? And now mm-hmm. you have to do the calling, right, see who's available. Um, I find that that many men get the support or they go to the doctor when there's someone else right? Helping them navigate this, this journey, mm-hmm. right? This process. And I don't know, like, I, I really can't explain like why that is so, right? Why, why some men feel comfortable or more comfortable going to the doctor when they have that type of assistance, mm. right? So, 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 um, you know, I've just, I've been where they, we've done three ways. Right. Okay. And, to get, and they were asking questions and not necessarily all mental health, but just navigating, Right. Um, the healthcare system, you know, and so, like I said, I don't know really what that means, but for me, it's like um, if you're with a man or there's a man in your life, even a young man. Right. Because because our teenage boys. Right. Mm-hmm. Need to learn how to right call the doctor. Right. Make appointments. Some some things weren't taught. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, to take care of that business. But like being patient with that man. Um, if you know that they don't go to routine checkups, but I found that some men will go if you, <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. want to sound like it's sexist, but like if you make the appointment for them, they will go. Mm-hmm. But them calling themselves, not likely. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if it's a specialist, mm-hmm. right? You, you're talking and you're like, okay, you need to go see the ENT, right? Your nose and throat. I find that like if you make the appointment and you tell the man like, okay, your appointment on this day, right? They're likely to go. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? And I want, yeah. Like I said, I can't explain it, right? The why behind that. But 
I just kind of, that's what I read into this. It was like, I wonder, right, if, if that kind of goes into um, what they've been used to, like, you know, growing up. Yeah, you, you know, know you, you not you, taking that baton on, right? Yeah, when you are a kid, you know, you only went to the doctor for booster shots and your school exams when you had, right. to, you know, when you had to go. Other yeah. than that, you didn't go to the doctor because the doctor was scary. <laughs> you know, because your fear was if I'm going, I'm gonna get a shot, and I ain't yeah, trying to, I ain't true. trying to that's do all true. that. That's true. You know, and hospitals have a, you know, they smell funny, and 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 and, <laughs> you know, at least the kids they do, they smell funny. Uh, you, you don't want to see people in gowns. You know, I never wanted to be in a hospital gown ever. Yes. Yeah. You know, so, and I was as a child, but as an adult, because uh, I didn't, like I said, I, I had, my doctor was my, Dr. Forbes was my doctor from, I think from the time I turned 30 mm-hmm. up until she retired uh, when I turned 49. Got it. Yeah. Okay. She was my doctor. So, okay. and, and she was a female doctor, but she was nice. Um, very talented, very skilled, okay. um, great, you know, quote unquote bedside manner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, but she made it comfortable to want to go to the doctor, mm. you know, and she made it a mm. point to say, you know, she, she, her, her conversations made you feel comfortable, Got it. you know, cause the whole thing about a physical right. going to going, going to get a physical every, uh, uh, the whole thing about going to get a physical every, uh, every year is, 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 you know, well, why am I doing this? And when you do go, it's not just for the basics of the physical, but to inform your doctor if there's something new going on. Yeah. And if you're not yeah. comfortable with the person who is, uh, um, uh, who, who you're, who you're going to be dealing with, then it's going to be difficult to tell them, well, you know, doc, I know you check it, everything else, but you know, I got this mm. sore or I got this, right. this pain in my elbow Right. Or I got this 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 thing on my back, and could you look at it? Because the doctor is only going to go through the checklist. That is true. Yeah, so you that have to true. be comfortable enough to say, um, I uh, I'm, I'm having some other issues. Yes. Right, I'm having yes. some other issues. Right. So, and and it's uncomfortable for men. It is it is uncomfortable for men to to sometimes have that that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I I hope that you know as we talk about this, especially in our, our culture, right, we look at these numbers, right, and, and especially there's some stats that, that um, the Chicago Department of Health kind of compiled, um, which I, I'll bring in, you know, later in a later show, but mm-hmm. they, they, they were tracking, you know, certain illnesses, diabetes, heart disease among African Americans, but then they broke it down by male and female, right? So, so it's just interesting that that we have the statistics to show, right? Where where we're lacking in seeking healthcare, mm. um, and and it's like, what do we do about it, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like the takeaway is, you know, again, that man that's in your life, those men that are in your life, right? What investment do you have, right, in supporting them, Absolutely. right, and encouraging them to go to the doctor? Uh, so the next thing here says. Um, Again, working through Men's Health Month, uh, it says here, prostate cancer affects one in nine men. Um, according to the American Cancer Society, there are about 175,000 new cases of prostate cancer diagnosed each year. Mm. Um, and prostate cancer is the most common cancer among African American, I'm sorry, among American men. 
Mm. And given these statistics, it's important to ensure that at-risk men are being screened for prostate cancer, especially considering men's known reluctance to seek preventative care. Mm -hmm. It says here, um, prostate cancer typically grows slowly, so many cases don't require immediate treatment and aren't life-threatening. Still, the earlier prostate uh, cancer is caught, the easier it can be contained. Um, it's always safe. It's always better to be on the safe side. Wow. Right. And, and you know, I, I thought about this because I know that that's, um, you know, a, an exam. <laughs> mm-hmm. An annual. Is it annual? Yeah. After some, yeah, annual exam for men. And it, I heard it's uncomfortable. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I, um, I, I've shared I've shared this quite often with um, uh, when you get it done, we know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because of my whole thing, you know, I, my joke was with my doctor, and it wasn't yeah, really a joke. Yeah, she, you yeah. know, I, can your fingers get any? Can they? Can they shrink? You know, is there something we can do differently? <laughs> you know, ain't, ain't no machine or something you can use to. That you can just scan me, like why well, it's got to be, you know, like like it's, it's 2021. You mean tell me there's no <laughs> device that you can just put my body in and just give me a complete body scan, and versus you trying to feel around for something. You know what I'm saying? I'm just you, saying. You know, you can't ask a woman that question. I, well, no, <laughs> but even for y'all we'll too. Sit and look at you like really, really. Even for y'all too. Shoot, I'm just saying. <laughs> So this is, this, what age does, should you start? Should My doctor start? told me when I turned 40 is when she started. Okay. Yeah. So 40 yeah. annual? Annual. Okay. Annual, pro, annual prostate exam. How long is the exam? A minute. Okay. Very yeah. good. I, and I'm asking that because, it's, it's, you know. It's, it's a minute. Uh, it, it, it lasts, it feels like a lifetime. <laughs> Jesus. Huh? It feels like a lifetime, but it lasts. Uh, it's it's a it's a minute minute and a half tops. Okay. Yeah, and it's not even that long. I'm I'm probably just you know because in my mind it's like an hour. <laughs> so did she talk? Did she talk you through it? Or oh she, yeah, she okay. is. She is. You know, she is. My doctor was because like I said, she retired. Doctor Forbes. I think she moved back to Ocho Rios, Jamaica. Come on um, now, okay then. But she would you know talk you through it and uh-huh. you know and, and you know it was it was it was uncomfortable but funny and at the same time because you know she once she you know she lets you know okay i'm gonna you know while she's talking Mm -hmm, to you it just mm kind of happens yeah you know yeah and then she's like oh okay very smooth smooth is good and i'm like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) you know and you know you know that was her thing you know And, and and that was and after a while that's what you wanted to hear I was yes. Right. Right. You wanted you want to hear the doctor, you know, brothers, I'm just letting y'all know now. You want to hear the doctor say smooth, you know, very good. You don't want to hear them say nothing else, or you don't want him to go, hmm. You don't want to no, hmm. You know, like, well, what is that? You know, is it, it, smooth. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> and then you go all about your business. And then right? you right, then you you know, you pull your pants up, wipe yourself up and, and look for a cigarette. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my 
goodness. Now, do you do you have a, a a group of friends where you all check in with each other? No. So actually, actually, and and I'm I'm you saying this. Uh, that's actually part of a ministry oh. that I that I have been hmm. had an inkling for a while to do. I want to do a real men's ministry that deals with okay. all of those things. Wow. Where okay. And, 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 and I've been wanting to do it for a while, and then I ran into, and I'm going to send you a link so you can watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this, uh, these professional athletes, uh, Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, as most people know him. Okay. Uh, uh, the guy who played for the Bears, Brandon Marshall, and two other athletes. Uh, they have this show called I Am Athlete. Okay. And where it's four men, they sit around all the time, but they have this check-in portion of the show where they ask, how are you doing from one to ten? Mm-hmm. Uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. Okay. And so they go around the room before they either at the end of the show or at the beginning of the show, and then they go on and do whatever topic they're going to discuss. But I, for me and my men's ministry, that's something that I would want to do, and I want to do um, this thing. I want to call it, it's going to be you know men's talk, and where All we can right. discuss these things where you sit around the room. It's not it's ministry, but it's very informal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do a men's Bible study. There's, yeah. there's plenty of that. You, yeah. We can incorporate that, but it, it, I just want it to be a men's well, ministry where a place where kind of like a safe place, mm-hmm. but, you know, mm-hmm. a safe place was for all of us, but this is a safe place where men can come and talk and, and have discussions about all of those right. things. Right. You know, um, you know, we can talk about, I'm afraid to go to the doctor or I'm, I'm, I'm afraid, to, you know, I've never had this and this runs in my family and I'm afraid to go check. Okay. You know, and if you okay. have people who've done it, can walk you through it. And, you know, because with men, we can joke about it, right? We can, yeah. we can joke about it and make light of it. And then even if it's the point of, hey, man, we'll go with you. Right. Right. I ain't going in the room with you, but, really? you know, but we'll go with you. Right. But Well, we do it, right? We, we, we will do it. But there is a, um, who was it? Um, there was this, this old, there was this show that came on. I Hate It Got Canceled. It was either called Over... It was called Over 40, Over 35 or something like okay. that. It was on TNT. All right. And they, there was one episode where these, this group of guys, they all went and got a colonoscopy. Oh, okay. Together. Okay. And it was like, what in the world? But they all decided to go because one of their friends, um, a couple of the friends had cancer scares. Ah, so they were like, you know what? We're going to all be supportive, supportive together. Yeah. So they all went together and got colonoscopies. They went to like a, 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 a um, it wasn't like a doctor's office. It was more like a spa. Because okay. you can go to like like different, depending on the level of the spa, some spas, you can do that, of these health spas, mm-hmm. yeah, where you can mm-hmm. do that kind of stuff. But I think it's very important. I think it's very important to do it. Okay. All right, yeah. fellas, right, and, 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 and I'm tagging in here, you know, people around, men, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, check in. Absolutely. You know, uh, um, have those conversations, right? You know, there's a man he just hit 40, yeah. over 40. And they have not had this screening, right? You know, be, be I think there's a daughters. Of, ask your father. Yeah, empathetic. Yeah, right? ask your dad if you have yeah. if you have a dad and you and you know better than dad. Dad, do you go to the doctor? Mm-hmm. You know, do you mm-hmm. get your prostate exam? Mm-hmm. You know, didn't grand didn't granddaddy die from whatever mm-hmm. cancer? You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you have do you get checked out on the regular? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think it's a fair question. Daughters, ask your father. Sons, ask your father. Yeah. Yeah. Communication. Yes. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Keep going here. Another fact here. Um, 
Mental health is one of the most stigmatized issues affecting men. Mm. Says here, many men, perhaps more than we think, struggle with their mental health and the stigma that surrounds it. The American Psychological Association reports that 30.6% of men have suffered from depression in their lifetime. Um, Again, uh, men's hesitation to seek care may be worsening this issue. Um, It says men men are notorious for not talking about their feelings um, and know that's not just another stereotype. Mm -hmm. It's an actual trend that psychologists have documented. In the eyes of many men, discussing emotion is just another form of vulnerability that can lead to discomfort. Mm. It can be scary for many men to begin sharing their feelings, but the payoff is worth it. Men who express their feelings verbally are less likely to express them violently. Yeah. So it says here, talk to the men in your life. Encourage them to talk about their day. Tell, uh, to tell you about their emotions and to be open with you. Mm-hmm. They may be resistant at first, but persistence is powerful. And I'm going to come back to that because not nagging. Mm-hmm. Persistence mm-hmm. is powerful, right? You. And you'll be uh, doing your part to improve men's uh, mental health. Mm. All right. And, and, you know, right there um, is where, we, you know, we've been talking for the last couple of weeks about men feeling safe. Mm-hmm. Right to share. Can they trust you? Right. Right. And ensuring that the trust is not, you know, violated. Right. And, you know, there's a way, especially if you live with a man. Right. To to how, how do you know when you look at that man and he needs a minute to himself before you ask, you know, hey, what's wrong? Mm. Right. Right. OK. If they don't want to talk about it at that moment. Right. How do you find the time? Like what's the opportune time? Right. To come back and revisit that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I find, you know, in my experience, like the, a different way of encouraging a man to seek mental health is joining him on the journey, right? Meaning speaking we terms, right? Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. can get through this, right? You know, I can go with you, right? If you make it a joint effort versus you need to see somebody for that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you just can't lay around. Right. And spread this. I just think of certain things that come to my mind where when when specifically a man is going through something, you know, we tend to say, you know, it's a it's a him thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But sometimes when we're going through something, we want to make it, you know, an us thing. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I need you to support me. Right. I think Pastor Lance talked about this last week, like anything a woman say that they need in a relationship a man needs as well. Mm-hmm. So, so even when it comes to mental health, depression and anxiety, right. That man still needs to know that there is support. There's emotional support, even through those symptoms. Mm-hmm. Right. I think about when a man loses his job, that's huge. Right. And, and he know, he's not going to come right out and say how sad and hurt, you know, and frustrated he is. It's going to show in his behavior. That's not the green light for you to say you, all you do is lay around. It's, you know, you walking around here with an attitude, blah, 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 blah. And, and it's, it's so much more deeper than that. It's difficult. I remember, I remember when, when my company, the company I was working for, Fieldware, was doing a major downsizing. And I had been there for about 10 years or whatever. And so when the time came, when they let us let people let me know they were shutting down my entire unit, you know, 
uh, I was more concerned about my employees than I was me because I was good. I was ready to mm. retire anyway. Yeah. I, had already, my, my, I was all, my retirement was set to start at 45. Okay. I extended it. So okay. that's all that was. Because I was supposed to retire. <laughs> I was supposed to retire May 5th of uh, uh, 2015. Okay. That was my that was my scheduled retirement date, May fifth, twenty fifteen. That had been my scheduled retirement date since I was twenty seven years old. May fifth, <laughs> I I saved, I did what I needed to do. I knew what I was gonna do. That was long before this whole radio thing came uh-huh. up or ministry, any of that stuff. But uh I had planned it and then uh, you know, we're talking, you know, two marriages later at the okay. time, and I remember uh I posted on Facebook while I was sitting at my desk cleaning out my office that, you know, what had happened and I was thankful for the job and everything. And mm-hmm. I remember it was the coolest thing ever, but my ex-wife called me and asked me, was I okay? Got it. Yeah. She called me and asked Got me, it. was I okay? Which I thought was huge. Right. You know, because right. a lot of times you don't, you don't, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're home with someone, you, you know, and, and you're, if you're not the sole provider, if you're part of the provision, mm-hmm. it, it's like all of a sudden you start thinking, okay, what are we going to do now? Yeah. yeah. You know, and for yeah. a man to come home, yeah. and it, but it, it's, it, also, it, all, it also depends on what the home life is like already. Mm-hmm. I agree. If the, if the home life is not one where difficult conversations can be had, then you losing your job is never going to be easy to tell. But, or any other. Or any other thing. thing any other difficult yes, conversation. Yes, right. Yeah. Yeah. So because you're fearful of, of, I can't trust you with this. Right. You act the right. fool when I told you that somebody bumped into the car at the grocery store. What are you going to do when I come home and tell you that, you know, you know, our, our, you know, $200,000 income is now, you know, only your 80,000. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a lot to swallow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and also I think what it doesn't leave room to think about creativity, right? Mm -hmm. Because we know um, it, like you said, if you've been managing, right that that desperate state of financial status won't kick in right away mm-hmm. right? i think we just go automatically go to the what what are we going to do as if it's about to be at that very moment mm-hmm. right and so we don't leave room to talk right we don't leave room right to even uh uh support mm-hmm. <laughs> the, that man right for what just happened because we didn't went all the way into to sometime next year probably mm-hmm. right we're feeling the quote unquote the effects right, of that financial shift. But I think that, you know, we have to, especially black men, we we have to take more consideration yeah. as to what contributes, right, yes. Yes. to the uh, mood, to the emotional stability mm-hmm. of one, right? Mm-hmm. You know, a, a man once told me, you know, he said, um, he said, there's so much I have to deal with when I'm out on my job, you know, he he's been he was pulled over a few times and this was a you know professional guy right so you know mm-hmm. on every level any black man can be pulled over at any time Doesn't right matter. right and so he he said you know when I get home I can't even share mm. what I've gone through because the same way I'm treated out there is the same way I'm treated at home mm. right and so just think about where then does that leave mental right mental space to process what's happening in your life and you're getting frustrated and and, and you know what do you do with all of that 
right? Mm-hmm. You're frustrated 24-7 at this point, mm-hmm. right? And so that's just something to think about, like, you know, uh, um, it, everybody in that home, especially when it comes to men, the safe haven, right? The safe haven has to be home, right? The yeah. safe ha- haven has to be where, you know, uh, um, what he deals with on the outside in the world can't be parallel, right? It, it just can't be where there's no relief because then we, we, we have to anticipate, mm-hmm. right, frustration. Even to, to we're going to talk about here some other stuff. Now he's not eating right. Right now he's not even paying attention to his heart rate and, you know, the heart palpitations. And now here we have strokes and, you know, different things. that It's like a domino effect, right? When, when, when you think about if, if you can't take care of your emotional stability, mm-hmm. how then can can you take care of your, your physical? Absolutely. You, you, you know what I'm saying? And so it, it, it essentially begins to be hand in hand, right? Mm-hmm. When you think about what's going on in this man's in, in, in annual physicals or checkups or screenings is definitely not on, <laughs> you know, the mind. Right. Right. If there's a lot of chaos, confusion, Correct. frustration right, Correct. going on that they're, they're having, you know, the process. And then the stigma behind it. I think a lot of stigma is, is in, within the culture. Right. As well as, you know, um, we don't give the same grace to a man when they lose their job as we would if the woman loses their job. I agree. Right. We don't give the same grace. Right. When when, you know, (laughs) this is not funny, but I've just heard some strange things like when a man gets sick with a cold Mm -hmm. and and a woman describes, you know, their, their demeanor when they have a cold and I'm like, but. You do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, there's this the whole thing about you get a cold, so we so. want you know we want our mamas and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I I think it, you said you said something, and I and we've talked. I think we've mentioned this before, uh, either on your show or somebody else's, that the home has got to be the safe place. Yeah, and it's difficult enough, and it bothers me when I see so many of our conservative brothers mm. talk about the fact that they don't have the fears that, you know, they're not walking around fearful. And it's not about walking around fearful. Right. Uh, I don't, right. you know, I, I know if the police run my license plate on my car, ain't nothing bad going to come up. Right. Right. But that doesn't mean when they get behind me, I don't still feel some kind of way. Right. 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 Uh, right. I know I, I recall when I was doing some consulting at Nordstrom mm-hmm. and being on an elevator, not elevator, an escalator in Nordstrom's in Oak Brook and, and being on an escalator. And I, the lady in front of me, or, you know, a white lady, probably mm-hmm. in her mid, middle aged white lady in front of me, her and her daughter, uh, she got on the escalator in front of me. I let her up. Uh, that's Nordstrom's policy, by the way. If you work at Nordstrom or if you whatever, if you contracted whatever, mm-hmm. if you and the customer walk into the escalator at the same time, it mm-hmm. is their it is their their um, policy that you let the customer go first. Ah, it's their part part of their customer service. Okay. So I let them go first because that's the custom. Uh, so I'm so I let them go, and I always let the escalator go up three or four stairs before I slide on after the mm-hmm. ahead of me, unless it's a crowd. So it, was, it wasn't really a crowd. I got on. So she looked back, and she clutched her purse. Yes, right. And I started laughing. 
And and the the little girl that was with her turned around and started laughing too. She just started laughing because I was laughing. So you know, I instantly put a post up on Facebook. I'm waiting for it to show up in my memories. I instantly put a post up on Facebook, like live at that moment, saying, "This lady just you know closed up mm-hmm. her purse because mm-hmm. for some reason the black guy wearing a $900 suit and some $800 shoes and $3,000 earrings scared her. <laughs> the clean cut black guy." Right. Not right. Not, not the not the thug looking black guy with the hood on. Right. But the suited up bruh. Suited up. Scared her. Right? <sighs> because I saw her get on the next elevator with the two young white boys get up behind Just her to free. go to the third floor. <laughs> and she didn't clutch her purse. I just watched her from that point. Wow. And then what was funny was the same lady saw me later because I was then on the main floor where the uh, concierge area is mm-hmm. at Nordstrom and I was behind the desk talking to some people and she saw me behind the desk and her eyes got big like oh wait a minute I probably ah. made oh so you you're comfortable now because you know I work here wow right and that's typical right and to have to go home and then it's yeah. like so if I got people constantly yeah. questioning me just off what I look like mm-hmm. then to get home and not to be able to share that story yeah or yeah. to at least, you know, come home and, and feel like, okay, this is the one place I don't have to, you know, I don't have to pretend. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael Hernson says, I don't worry when they pull me over, but I worry after they run my name because you think your past, your past mm-hmm. is forgotten. Um, but that's the first thing they use when they address yeah. him. Wow. Yeah. Because you don't know. Wow. You don't know, you know, the, the, the officer do too much will go and try to see you know um because it because and and again this is why i think this is and i think they've been trying to pass some laws on this if you had a previous criminal record if you're doing if you're just doing on patrol and i pull you over doctor i pull over dr kimberly thomas Mm -hmm. and i run your license plate Okay. And then I pull you over for whatever reason because you were doing something, you know, maybe you didn't turn with a signal. So I so 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 it's a legit stop. Okay. So now I pull you over, I ask you for your license and your insurance. You hand it to me. I then take it back and I run your driver's license, which then okay. should so then any activity you've ever had with the police should come up. My problem is if I don't have an active warrant yeah. or anything that's active that I did not show up for court or anything like that in there, nothing else should come up on that screen. I agree. The problem is, depending on who you are and where you are, you know, it could be like, that. oh, this guy had an encounter with, the, you know, mm-hmm. this guy was arrested mm-hmm. for this. Mm-hmm. No conviction. Right. But was arrested. Right. So now it's like, because now you're instilling fear in that possible police officer. Right. Right. Yes. So now yeah. I'm worried. And you're, you're right, Michael. I understand what you're saying. Now I'm worried. You know, now 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 I'm feeling some kind of way because that person mm-hmm. is now going to come back and say, oh, he, he's had some encounters with the police before. Let me call for backup because I'm out here by myself pulling him over. So now it went from a simple stop. I'm going to let you go to, because right. of what I saw, something you did 10 years ago, let me call for backup because I'm afraid. And now, instead of it's just me and you having a cordial conversation, now it's me, you, and five cars. Embarrassed. Not only, right. yeah, not only just, it's, it's, it's fearful. Yeah. And it's embarrassing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But because Joe, Joe Cop is now scared, he done called for backup. And, then if I, and if it happens to be in one of those towns, you know, where, where they don't have nothing else to do, 
the whole police department showing up. You know, ain't no, yeah. ain't no, you know, ain't yeah. no, ain't no real crime in Oakbrook other than a garage being broken through and somebody's <laughs> snowblower being stolen. You know, so when they get a traffic stop, they calling wow. everybody if they got the call for backup. I used to live yeah. in Lagrange Park. I saw it all day, every day. Okay. Yeah, Michael says exactly because I had an assault case in '96 and in 2021 96. they still treat me the same way. 96. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. '96. Yeah. Some stuff they shouldn't they shouldn't be they they their 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 car computers should not have access to if it's a if it's a closed case right I don't care I don't care if you were convicted right. and served time if you're not on probation or parole that none of that stuff should come up in their database and I, and I think you know going to that it, it's where that man needs to have that outlet. Yeah. Right, to, to express that frustration, to express, because that essentially is a reset. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about the, 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 um, the men who don't have that in the rage builds, mm. right? the frustration, the animosity, the bitterness, the resentment, right? Because they, they don't have someone, mm-hmm. right, that they can even vent to, right? Mm-hmm. And, and just, you know, hey, I got this off my chest. It's, it's really, now you're stuck in this space. Right. And it's repeatedly happening. And so eventually, unfortunately, right, things happen. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so that could be, you know, you go off on somebody. Right. You know, or you out and about. Right. The next person who, who bumped you. Right. Facts, facts. You know, and, and that's why I say it's so important that 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 men have a safe place. Yeah. Right. To share. And, and what I mean by that is under no circumstances do do it. Do, does it come back up again? Right when you get mad at him, that that that's not an option. You you know what I'm saying? That that right there, you know, talk about an angry therapist. <laughs> yeah. To, to where no, that that's off limits to to hit below the belt in a sense, right? Where you use a man's, you know, uh, um, um. That, that lets us challenges in, 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 in circumstances, right? The weight of the world mm-hmm. is against them, right? Just for being black and in an argument, you turn around, right? And you throw in their face. The worst thing that could happen is two, it's twofold. It's one thing for you to throw it back in my face. Mm-hmm. It's another thing for it to come up in a different setting yes. from either your friends or your yes. family. Yes. Because now you've really violated our safe place. I see. It's different see. if we got into a fight and I'm not advocating people being physical with each other. Right. If, if the guy put his hands on you, you told your people you did the right thing. But if, if, if y'all just got into an argument and y'all called each other some names mm-hmm. or whatever, or whatever, or, you know, whatever the situation is, or if, if you had to help him pay his card note or you had to help him do yeah. this. And now all of a sudden your girlfriends now know, mm. and now they're saying, you know, you're, you're, you're saying, Oh, I'm not going to pick y'all. You know, you say, Hey, could you pick us up from this? And you say no, and then all of a sudden you hear the girlfriend in the background, hell, you paid the car, no, he ought to be glad to come pick us up. Wow. One of those moves. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be a different conversation. Because, see, if it's okay. me, it, it, first of all, if, 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 if it's my car, then ain't, if, you know, I'm, if we're going to have a conversation, but it's good. But, you know, or if it's one of those things where you co-signed for the car. Right, right, because right. the guy went through a bad phase or something, and you, you didn't, or you, you put gas in it, or we whatever, Lord, yeah. whatever it is. But I'm just, I take it a step further. Let's say you co-signed for it, and then you decided to 
put that information out there, and then now, and then now people know it. So then it's like all of a sudden, you know, when you decide, you told people, and then you say, hey, could you come do this? And the guy says, no, I'm going to do this. Well, she wouldn't have that car if it wasn't for you. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Or, or vice versa. Yeah. She wouldn't have that car. You know, nobody wants that. Because if it's right. me, guess what? You can have these keys. <laughs> <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't never finna put me in that position. <laughs> but but that, that then leads to uh, what else have you told and what else are you going to taunt in? Exactly. You know, what, um, else, what else have you done? Right. That, that right. What, what, how much more... Of you know because it's like if you're sharing our dining room stories, how long before our right. bedroom stories get shared? Right. right. Yeah. Wow. How long before our bedroom story? How long before I tell you something that my mom shared with me that was only supposed that I that, that I really wasn't supposed to tell you, but because right. you're my you're my my partner, my spouse, I shared it with you because you saw that it was bothering me, and now you don't went yeah. around, you don't went and told your mama and the rest of the crew. Like, wait a minute, see that's not. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, mm-hmm. I am that person is when you say don't tell nobody. Yeah. You might as well have not told me because I ain't telling nobody. So because I'm, I'm that person. Right. If, if if you say don't tell nobody and I know if, if it get out, I mean, I tell me if it got out, it's because you decided to tell somebody else besides me. Right. Yeah. And then that kind of goes the same with any anything, either health issues or yes. you went through in your past. Yes. You know, past relationships with stuff happening those. I mean, it's just, you, you know, we have to be careful, right? Mm-hmm. And when it, we're talking about men this month, so, so being more, more aware of how your actions impact, right? Mm-hmm. The man in your life or, or the men, right? That relationship that you're in. Um, Michael says, uh, that's why he teaches his kids. Uh, don't give the enemy ammo. Mm. So when you're done being mad at someone, then they're going to use it. So now you're mad at them. Absolutely. And, and there goes the friction, right? Mm-hmm. In, in the back and forth, it, it can get really, really out of hand, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So, so what's the takeaway is make sure, right, that that the men in your life they they feel safe with you, right? You can't worry about nobody else, right? But those men that's in your your life right now, right? Mm-hmm. Are they safe? Right? Are they emotionally safe with you? Mm. Right? Can can they share their vulnerabilities? Can they share their secrets with you? And it's right. Safe, and it's not conditional. Mm-hmm. Right? That you maintain confidentiality. That you maintain right the sacredness. Right? That's within within the bond. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Here we go. Let's keep going here. Another one here, and we we gonna wrap it up here. Uh, it says here um, sleep. Men who sleep seven to eight hours a night have about 60% less risk of fatal heart attack than Mm. those who sleep five hours or less. It's not completely clear why less sleep is detrimental to heart health, but researchers understand that sleeping too little causes disruptions and underlying health conditions in biological processes like glucose, uh, glucose, metabolism, blood pressure, and inflammation. Mm. That may uh, that same may be true for oversleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Seven to eight hours a night, right? Um, have about sixty percent less risk of fatal heart attack. The ones that get seven to eight hours. The ones that get seven to eight hours. The ones that get less. The ones, and, and it says, than those who sleep five hours or less. You know, when I think about this, I think it kind of goes back to you know how we were taught. 
how when you sleep, the body heals itself, mm-hmm. right? And and so I, I think this holds true, um, especially again thinking about our our men, the men in our culture, black men. Um, if they're restless, they're not getting rest, right? They're not taking care of their bodies. They don't sleep, right? They are, you know, many many um, many men have PTSD, right? So so insomnia is so real. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't nap, right? They're at work and they're trying, they're holding on, you know, um, they're running on fuel, uh, air, right? Mm-hmm. And they don't have any fuel. They're not eating properly, which, you know, even when they talk about nutrition, right? It, it says here, um, men, you know, nutrition, right? It's, it's sometimes uh, shaky, right? And, mm-hmm. and how you need five to seven servings of fruits and vegetables, right? A day. So it's like, you know, if your your body is conditioned to to function in a certain way, which is dysfunctional, right? Therein lies where you know we have those um, internal right mm-hmm. things, which are heart, diabetes, right? Um, sometimes more drinking occurs here, right? Trying to 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 uh, deal with the stress of life, right? Some smoking, right? Even to you know. Um, I don't want to say a lot of caffeine, but a lot of other stuff, yeah. right? Pills mm-hmm. out there um, where we do a lot of over-the-counter meds mm. because sleep is not regulated. Right. So, I, you know what I'm saying? So, so it, I think more can be read into when you, when you take a bunch of supplements to either try to make you stay awake, right? But then you need to relax, right? And so now you take these, these yeah. depressants, right? I think a lot of... A lot of like because of the the times we live in, you know, we're taking all types of mm-hmm. um, um, whether it be multivitamins and weight loss supplements mm-hmm. and dietary mm-hmm. supplements, and we're taking all these things to boost and speed up metabolisms. Yeah. And some of yeah. them, you know, require you to take them two and three times a day. Yes. And you don't recognize that, you know, the one you took before your five o'clock meal, uh, if it's time released, mm. that you know, when you're not ready to go to bed at 9, 30, 10 o'clock, well, that bad boy done kicked in because it's not going to help speed up your metabolism. How is your metabolism speeding up and you're going to sleep? Because mm-hmm. of, that's the reverse of what your body right. is supposed to do. Right. Your metabolism actually slows down okay. when you're sleeping. Correct. It's yeah. still going, but it slows down, which is why they tell you don't eat and pass out because... <laughs> You know that food is not being properly metabolized, um, but yeah, we we sleep. I don't the sleep study thing didn't it change? I remember one year they were like you need eight hours, mm-hmm. and then I think it was somewhere around twenty ten, twelve or something. Some study came out saying you only needed six, and then just most recently it came back again. You need they want you to go back to the eight. I'm like <laughs> y'all need to figure it out. I, like, I think like, figure uh, it out. It really depends on how how you feel. You know how sometimes people say, um, when I wake up, it feels like I haven't slept. Mm-hmm. So so there's a difference in laying in bed for eight hours. Mm-hmm. Right? And and so just thinking about what what's the quality of sleep, mm-hmm. right? What quality of sleep are, are you getting? Because that does matter, right? If you're restless, tossing and turning, some people get up five, six, seven times right throughout the night um i know some people who go they, they start watching tv mm. right before they go back to sleep and now they're clocking like okay i slept for two hours right uh and i'm talking watch uh <laughs> what they call that um series you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. 
<laughs> multiple sitcoms. Mm-hmm. And so it gets to where that's, that, that wouldn't count in your seven to eight hours a night of sleep because it was interrupted. Right. Right. And so you have to be, be conscious of, and I think that's something that, that men per se don't talk about as much as women, like the quality of sleep that they get. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The quality does matter. The quality, I think, matters more than the quantity. Because if I'm sleeping for eight hours and it wasn't a good sleep, Mm -hmm. it was a restless type sleep. Yes. Then that really wasn't good sleep. Because now I'm waking up tired because I felt because I I I woke up still feeling like I was in a fight. But if I can sleep, if I have some good sleep for five to six hours, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm I wake up refreshed and ready to tackle the day. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and that comes with, you know, um, I, I believe in, you know, when we close it like this, decompressing, mm-hmm. right? So so I, I want to push, you know, as we reflect on, you know, Men's Health Month, right? Are you taking care of your body, mm. you know, from head to toe, right? Are you sleeping well? Mm-hmm. How's your appetite? Right? Mm-hmm. Are you physically active? You know, um, and I'm, and you know, working out is not just for you know weight maintenance or you know weight loss or you know muscle, but it's actually for mental health as well, right? Because we 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 drive off chemicals and um, you know hormones, right? Mm-hmm. And so there actually there's actually blood work that men can have to to um, screen their hormone levels. Mm-hmm. Because something, just like women's hormones can be off the same way with men, right? And, and I'm not talking about sex hormones, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's hormones that regulate our moods, our bodies, metabolism, right? All that thyroid. So it really goes with when you talk about your physical and annual exams that includes the appropriate blood work, right? Because sometimes your serotonin levels can be low, which is that, that level uh, serotonin, which regulates our mood right, too low, uh, we tend to feel more depressive, um, depression symptoms, mm-hmm. right? And here, you know, anxiety kicks in because you're trying to figure out what's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's, it's, a, it's a medical, right, uh, a biological thing. And so it's so important, right, to, to ask yourself, man, you know, how well am I taking care of myself, right? Am I, am I more attentive to others than myself, right? Mm. You know, no, am I in pain? How, how long have I been, you know, in this pain, mm-hmm. right? Are, are there scars on my body that's not healing? Mm. And I'm talking anywhere, right? Paying attention to your body, right? Uh, uh, taking care of your body. You know, I'm a firm believer, like, like if you're not the person who, who likes to sit and it's a long wait, you know, calling around and seeing who's available and, you know, what type of specialist do you need, uh, ask for help. Mm-hmm. Right. Really, really seek, really seek. Right. Um, assistance with, you know, taking care of your body. I hope that you find, you know, someone you trust. Mm-hmm. Right. That can make those calls that can, you know, get the necessary information you need that you trust if they, you know, want uh, uh, if you want someone to go with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially for these, you know, um, invasive <laughs> exams, right? Right, right. I, I think you ha- we have to keep it real, Absolutely. you know, in, in understanding that the best you only comes from when you take care of you, mm-hmm. right? You can't work hard and be fatigued. 
You know, you can't work hard and be mentally exhausted. Mm-hmm. You can't work hard in pain. No. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Even though that's the, that's the expectation that society yes. has placed yes. on us and we've, and we've wrongly placed on ourselves. Yeah. That you're supposed to keep working right. uh, in the midst of whatever. And that, that goes exactly against, we talked about what, you know, what to do. How do you just stand earlier? Yeah. And, and it's, there, there, there has to be a, uh, a point where you just stop. And, and, and do some self-examination mm-hmm. while, while you're standing, mm-hmm. right? You can, you can do some mm-hmm. self-examination. Um, you, can, you can say, okay, I keep ending up here. How do I keep yeah. ending up here? Let me pause yes. and, and take a look around at my surroundings before I do because it's starting to look familiar again. Right, yeah. right. And, and um, if you need an outlet to talk, Mm-hmm. Right, and you you don't have your fellas right or mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. family member, you know, seek counseling. Yeah, right. That there there are many male counselors out there. Um, you know, you can go online to uh, Psychology Today, mm-hmm. right, and and look up you know specific things if you want African American or or a specialty or you know a certain area right demographic, um, you know where location right, mm-hmm. you know. Seek help, seek support groups, right? right? Know that know that you're not alone, right? Even even with you know uh, support groups, they have you know sub- cancer survivors, right? You know grief and loss, right? And and we're talking especially especially for men, right? Specifically for men, and so it just really warrants trusting trusting yourself that that this is what's best for you. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. It, it, we're now down to because so many things are going on around us. Mm-hmm. It's moving very fast, right? And so Google is not your doctor. <laughs> you know, Google cannot be your doctor. No. Right? No. Um, sitting with someone, processing, right. asking questions. WebMD either. Web- <laughs> even though we want it to be. Well, you know, even with those those particular websites, mm-hmm. they they provide a service to people, right? Right. <laughs> right? right. So, so they you still have, tell you at the end of the day to go yeah, see a doctor. See, right? right. And so it's right. really like, okay, when you read this information, you use it to further ask questions, mm-hmm. right? You don't, you don't take it all like, oh, this must be it, right? It did go see the pharmacist, you mm. know, or, or just visit Al, whatever, you know, to get some medication. It really should become, well, you know, if I have an idea or, or I better understand my symptoms, now I need to go see the appropriate person. Mm-hmm. Right? Even when it comes to mental health, right? You know, you, you can't self-diagnose. You can't, you can't diagnose yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? And a lot of times it's not about diagnosis anyway. Mm-hmm. It's about treating the symptoms. Yeah. Right? Fact. So Fact. at the end of the day, you know, I, I, we can give you a diagnosis, but what we're treating is the symptoms. Mm-hmm. We're treating your insomnia. We're treating your sadness. We're treating your inability to concentrate. We're treating, right, that doctor is treating your high blood pressure, right? Your doctor is treating the high, you, you know what I'm saying? He's treating the symptoms of yes. the diagnosis. He's asking you to change your diet to reduce your risk of diabetes. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So, so a diagnosis is really a blueprint. Absolutely. Right. It's really a blueprint. It, 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 we're treating, you know, what you're experiencing. So I hope that, you know, this month in some way, right, um, a man has made an appointment or a woman or a child or, or, you know, son, daughter, 
aunt, uncle, niece, nephew has made an appointment for that man in their life who they know has not made that appointment to mm-hmm. get those screenings done or has not made an appointment that they know they need some emotional support, even with spirituality, right? You know, if, that, if there's a man, you know, in your space right now and they're desiring, right, to get closer to God, can you minister to them? Yeah. Right? Can you minister to them? Hmm. Right? Can you read the Bible with them, not spit scriptures at them? But can you read the word with them? Yeah, that's 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 the that's the key. Do you are, are you surrounded? Why? Like, what is your what is your what does your circle look mm-hmm. like? Mm-hmm. Is, is your circle one of just people who you just um, party with? Or is it, it is it a circle that you can build with? Yeah. Is it a circle that yeah. says, you know, when I'm down, I can lean on this circle. If right. I'm, are there right. are there specific people in the circle that serve those purposes? Yes. Is is there a spiritual connect point in that circle? Right. Is there a right. uh, is there a vent location in yes. that circle? Is there a place I can go and I don't want your advice. I just want to come. Mm-hmm. You hit me curse for five minutes and I'm going to cuss and say some <laughs> words and then I'm able to walk away and I'm not worried about you going back telling people, he just came and sat on my couch yeah. and talked about everybody yeah. and their mom and got up and left. Yeah. You know, is, is, does yeah. that place exist? So, yeah. That's good. All right, y'all. So, so, so June has been the month of men for us, is right? The last Thursday in June? It, it, is. It, is. it is. Oh, wow. You're right. <laughs> Okay, you're right. We're going into another month, right? Dang, it's, it's July already. July. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. All right, y'all. So, so men, take care of yourselves, right? Those of you who who live with men, surrounded by men, associated with men, right? Check in on them. Mm-hmm. All right, check in on them, and with a genuine heart, right? A genuine heart, a genuine approach, um, because we're here to support each other. All right, y'all. Um, Tune in mm-hmm. tomorrow mm-hmm. for Praise Break Friday mm. with Dr. King. Mm. <laughs> uh, and, and you all, of course, have a safe weekend. Um, we'll be back next week. Kicking off, that is July 1st. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Seventh month of the year. Yeah. <laughs> heading out yeah. here. Heading so, out here. That was show number, your, that would be your show number 52. So that will be episode broadcast uh-huh. 999 of Yeah. Okay. So Friday, next week Friday. Next week Friday is the 1000. Uh huh. We gonna we gonna party like it's 1999. We gonna do something. <laughs> we gonna do something. Michael is checking in on you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we gonna do something. Thank you, Michael. I'm good, sir. Appreciate you. You are right. We checking in on you back. All right. All right, you all. Have a good one. Be safe. Enjoy the rest of your night. And everybody should know that's how love goes. It's good for the soul. Oh, I got.